Take Cheetah out. Debris to F1. Bohemian change team, and so much more. My name is Luke, and you are listening to Formula Electrifying podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Formula Electrifying. This episode is basically a complication about the news, the gossips about the teams and drivers in regards of season nine. So basically, we are going to talk a little bit about teams and the drivers lineup. So without further ado, let's get into it. Based on our understandings, we should have twelve teams competing for season nine. And first, let's talk about Dragon Penske. In season nine, they will be called. DS Penske, because DS decided to leave Takeda and partner with Dragon. This means that Dragons will no longer develop their powertrain on their own. They will have the supply of DS Automobile. And when you look at the history of Formula E, you'll know that DS is actually a pretty good powertrain supplier. So although Season 9 is a complete new era with the Gen 3 regulations, there are high hopes that they will perform very well, especially with their driver lineup. Two-time world champion John Eric Byrne and season eight champion Stavol Van Dorn. I will say, judging by the driver pair, they are the team to beat. Next up, we got Mahindra, who obviously struggled for the last two seasons and would like a great comeback in season nine. Good news is that they signed Lucas De Grassi, who has tons of experience and isn't shy of showing it. Alongside him is Oliver Rowland, the great qualifier on the grid. However, historically speaking, their powertrains are not always, let's say, perfect. In the Gen One era, their cars were constantly overheating. At the Gen Two era, their cars were just not efficient enough. But hey, Gen Three, new regulations, new cars, new powertrain. Let's hope this time it'll work. Another team who will wish the Mahindra powertrain to work is the returning Ap team. Obviously. Apt partnered with Audi for the longest time in history, but this time they become the private team of Mahindra. They have born athletes Robin Fries and Nico Muller on their side, which I believe is a pretty good pairing. Best regards for them. Jaguar still develop their own portion and still have the same driver lineup as Evans and Bird. They've got so close in the championship for several times, so I have no doubt that they will be on pace with the front runners. Another team using the Jaguar powertrain is Invasion, and they've signed a big name on the grid, Sebastian Buemi, which is a damn good racer, but doesn't have the opportunity to prove it in recent years. Driving alongside him is Nick Cassidy. Now, Invasion has always been known as the custom team that always beats the factory team, so it'll be very interesting to see if they can replicate their success in previous seasons. Because as far as I can tell. Jaguar is no joke. Next up, we have Nissan without Edems because Nissan has become the only holder of the team. They have a brand new driver lineup that is Norman Nato and Sasha Fenestrats. Both, I believe, were test drivers on the grid in season eight. To be honest, the performance of Nissan in the last two seasons are very disappointing. So let's hope they can get their way back to glory in season nine. All right. Let's talk about Mercedes EQ. 
they were no longer on the grid anymore. Instead, we have McLaren replacing the Mercedes EQ, taking most of their personnel. They have decided to take on the powertrain of Nissan and announced their first driver, Rene Rust, who is insanely fast. But their second driver is still in the air. Next up, we got Porsche. Porsche have shown that they have good pace at times, but their greatest success only came recently. Heading into the Gen 3 era, they replaced Andre Lothar with Antonio Felix da Costa. He and Pascal Verlein can definitely win races and fight for the championship. But note that they could get their package to work. And if the Porsche powertrain didn't work, Avalanche Andretti will be really mad because they will use the Porsche powertrain. They have Jake Dennis and Andre Lothar in the cars, so they have two good drivers on their side. So that's a good start. Last but not least, we have Venturi Racing now transforming into Maserati Racing with their own powertrain. Although they haven't announced their driver's lineup, everybody believed that Eduardo Mataro would stay with the team. Judging by his performance last season, I see no reasons that they would replace him with others. However, something worth noticing is that both Susie Wolf and Jerome D'Ambrosio left the team. So, although they produced miracles before, whether they still have the power to do it is an unknown factor. But speaking of personnel change, Dale Bagel, the principal of Mahindra, also left the team, so there could be some uncertainty in the Mahindra garage as well. Finally, the big big news. Takeshita will not be racing in Season 9. Apparently, they could not secure their fundings and was left with no choice. But I really don't understand why. The media said that their Chinese owner have problems to find people investing in their team. But let's not forget, we have another Chinese-owned team, Neil 33. When you look at them, they are not winning races for a very long, long time. But somehow, they still have the money to keep racing. So for that part, I do not understand what the hell happened. It's a huge loss for Formula E to lose one of the most successful championship-winning team. But on second thought. They didn't actually lose it because most of the members goes to DS Dragons. But that is someone who could be potentially out. And that man is Oliver Turvey, our most underrated driver. Obviously, he couldn't go back to Neil. But the bigger question is, where can he go? Could he go to Maserati? Can he race for McLaren? I really hope he got a seat in Season 9. Because I really want to see him perform well to win races to be on podiums. Maybe even fight for the championship. So let's hope we'll have some good news about Oliver Turvey. Someone who does have good news is Nick DeVries. Obviously, from very early, we know that he will not stay in Formula E. Rumors said he will go to supercars, but for the Monza Grand Prix. When he was there performed the rookie test for Aston Martin, he got a shot in the Williams to replace Alex Alvin, who had to do a surgery. And immediately, he outqualified his senior teammate, Nicolas Latifi, even when his fastest lap was deleted. And on his debut, he finished the race in the top 10 and thus got the points. Such performance eventually led to Afatari giving him a shot in 2023. What a man. And I really wish him all the best in Formula 1. But you know what I couldn't care less? Fan boost. Finally. In the next season, we won't have fan boost anymore. We've talked about this a lot. 
so I don't want to elaborate again how much I dislike FanBoost. But FanBoost was initially introduced to attract audience people to get involved in the race. Without this kind of session, will we have an alternative solution? Or do we don't get anything else at all? That's what I'm looking forward. Alright, that pretty much sums up all the things I want to say in the podcast. January is still a long way to go, but worry not. During this period, I will continue to talk about Formula E to get you involved. If you like what you're listening, like, subscribe, all that stuff. My name is Luke, and you are listening to Formula Electrifying Podcast. I'll see you in two weeks' time. Bye.